Today we're going to talk about good success. And, and, and we're going to look at success quickly here uh, because everybody wants to be successful. True or false? I mean, there's nobody, you didn't wake up today to lose. Amen? You want to be successful. You want to make something. You want to make your life to have meaning. Uh, if you go, the greatest need of man is significance. People want to be significant. People don't just want to show in a place and they're, not, they're the last people. People want to be significant. And so success is a good thing. You know, sometimes in, 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 in church circles, you're convinced that the, the idea of wanting to be successful is evil in itself. It's not evil. God himself says he gives us his spirit for good success. Right? He gives us his word for good success. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. It sh you shall meditate in it day and night. And then at the end of it is that it will give you good success. So God himself is interested in success. He's interested in success. And so today I want to lay a foundation. And then next week I'll, I'll pick it up. And I know Juan Martinez will take it over. Praise God. Believe with me. Amen. <laughs> and so um, today I want to lay a foundation on this idea of good success. Because I want Authority Church to be known as a place of success. The people who are successful. Amen. And so um, I'm going to do a foundation today. We're not going to go into so much. But I just want to lay a foundation. Because most of the time, you know, I don't want to speak about a concept without laying a good foundation. Once I lay a good foundation, then we can take off. And so this is going to be a little bit technical, but I know you have the mind of Christ. Amen? You're going to hear this. Now, uh, there are three major ways or worldviews of looking at success. Worldviews. Three major worldviews. Right? Or I would put it this way. There are three lenses through which people view success. And I want to examine those three and try and bring some light into these three ways through which people view success. Now, the number one way is a naturalistic worldview or a naturalistic view. Naturalistic view. This is a view that is propagated by people who are naturalists. Who is a naturalist? People who believe that everything can be explained through nature. There's nothing that comes in supernaturally to explain anything. It's a naturalistic worldview. The, the root of this naturalistic worldview is the famous guy... Who wrote, um, what do you call this book? The Origin of Species. What is his name? Darwin. The Origin of Species. Darwin wrote The Origin of Species because he was trying to understand where did animals, plants, and the world come from. He was trying to understand where did this stuff come from. And so he was an explorer and he took off to explore the world, collecting plants, collecting all kinds of things, and taking it back to his lab and starting to observe things. And boy, when he wrote that book, he changed the world. By the way, I mean, I don't know. If there's one person that has caused a lot of damage, is this guy called Charles Darwin. He has caused so much damage. I'm telling you. Before then, scientists did not have anything to cling on until he came up with his theory of evolution that is supported by natural selection. Because before then, people knew that there is an intelligent being that designed everything. Right now, people, there's one people who are naturalists, and that's where many, uh, what do you call it, many atheists dwell in. They're naturalists. They don't believe that there's any hand that changed or affected anything. But let me give you a background of what Charles Darwin discovered. Um, maybe I'll have to write. 
I do my boxes. Can you draw and then get me my, my marker? Somebody get me my marker and get me my board. Amen. Praise God. I love boxes, amen. <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> There's a marker on my table. And then I want you to get this. Praise God. So it's going to be a biology class today. Is all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to understand this stuff because you, you may be cornered one day and they'll start asking you all kinds of things. Just tilt it this way then because tilt it that way, yeah. That's fine. That's okay. All right. So, um, okay. <laughs> now, let me explain to you what Charles Darwin observed. Okay? And I'm going to use what? Let me use frogs. Okay? So, I'm not going to draw a frog, but I'm going <laughs> to. Right? Just picture these are frogs. Okay? Yeah, give me that. These are frogs. Now, you realize that within a species, there are variants. That's what he noticed, that within a species, there are variants. That even humans, they're light humans, they're dark humans, they're tall. So they're variants. Okay? And those variations, he argues comes from what we call natural selection, and I'll explain that word, what natural selection is, right? There are variants in that. Now, look at this. What he observed is this, is if this is nature, right, and they are frogs, you find like this is a green frog, but you find this is black, right? And then another green and then another green, and then another small green, or black, whatever it is. But he started to realize that in the same species, there are variances, different colors, different sizes, and all. And there's another factor here, that in this world, and I'm just using this as an example, in this world, there are what predators, right? Like, let's say a bird, right? That's a beak right there, believe it or not. Okay? So there are they're birds that eat this stuff. Okay? And what he explained natural selection to be is this bird over here, right? Maybe is prone to eating green because, let's say black, because maybe it's a place where it's wooded and it's all grassy, it's green. And since it's easier for the bird to see the black, than to see the green, then it's easier to eat the black. So the bird maybe eats green once in a while, but all, all the other time it eats black. So what happens is that the population of black begins to go down, but then the population of greens begin to go up. So he says that the survival of the green is through natural selection. That is, is an an, an, an intelligent process. It's a random process. There is no intelligence in this. And so he uses this idea of natural selection to start saying that that is the origin of man. That is the origin of us. That is, we started from little, little atoms and through natural selections, things were, began to be formed. Okay? That is the whole idea of I just wanted to draw that. Praise God. The whole idea behind natural selection. Now, in a naturalistic worldview, therefore, how do you define success? You cannot define success in a naturalistic worldview. Why? It's because in a naturalistic worldview, there's no intelligence. You and I are here because nature decides for us to be here. Does that make sense? You and I are seated here because nature allows us to sit here. Listen, you can't even say that I, that, 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 that I went to work and, and, and made the money and became successful. No, a naturalist will say, no, that's what nature allowed you to do. So if you are an atheist, you cannot talk about success. Success to you is what the nature allows Success to you is what nature allows. 
Okay? Now let's go to number two here. The number two view, really in the naturalistic worldview, is, you know, survival for the fittest. Whatever survives is fit. Right? Like here, green is fit to survive. Why? Because it has color green. Right? But if there is another bird that knows how to spot a green frog in a green grass, they begin dying. Just a crash course. Okay? Now, social worldview. Number two, there's a social worldview or a social view of what success is. A social view of what success is most of the time can either come from a naturalistic worldview or can come from a religious worldview. Many people view success from this too. What society says or what society tells you its success is. A good example is, with this is a good but very bad example of this is Hitler. Okay? Hitler defined what success was. He said that Germans are the purest species. And so he decides to kill Jews. And so everybody that is growing in Germany, if you're not German and you have a certain tone of skin, you're not successful. Because society defines success. For example, right now, Hollywood defines success. It says, if you don't have a size 8 waist, you're not successful, right? Because it's society. Or it tells you, if you don't have a long hair, if you have a short hair like my sister over here, then that is not beautiful. Praise God. I mean, you get what I'm saying. It's when society says that, that what is acceptable is this. And what is not acceptable is that. And so everybody is striving. People are in the gym, not trying to be healthy, but trying to fit in somebody's definition of success. People now, going to the gym is not bad, right? But let it not be trying to fit into somebody's de definition of success. Men are going into the gym to get pumped because somebody told them, when you're pumped, the ladies will watch. They're not trying to do that because of health or just trying to stay fit. It's because somebody told them that this is the measure of success. This is what success looks like. This is what success looks like. It's a social view. It's decided by people. Right? It used to be in my country, if your father or your son is in America, you're successful. I mean, for my brothers and sisters, believe it or not, that's like really true. I mean, if one of your people was in America, you are untouchable in the village. Untouchable. Hey, don't touch her. Her son or her mother, whatever, is in America. <laughs> Praise God. And so everyone wanted to come to the U.S. Why? Because it was a mark. Society had defined it as success. But it didn't mean that there were no people who are in Kenya or in different places that were successful in, se in the sense that they were trying to put America to be successful. Praise God. So society describes a lot of things. And by the way, do you know Charles uh, Hitler was actually motivated by Charles Darwin? By natural selection? And he tried to practice that idea of natural selection on humans. In fact, what he was saying about Hebrew, uh, Jews is that these Jews are the problem of the world. And he said, if we can only wipe away all Jews, then the world will be better. Does it sound like some things that are happening today? Do you know that part of abortion is the whole idea of natural selection? Abortion. You know why? Because some funny doctor will be looking in your stomach and say, this child is not going to be, is going to be a special child. And they say, we don't want those in society. So they abort them. Natural selection. It's a whole idea. That's why I said this book, this guy, messed it up for so many people. So you're pregnant and a doctor somewhere is telling you, you know, there is 75 chances that this child will not be normal. You know what he's trying to tell you? This child is not fit. It's not fit. But, and nobody can make that decision. It's only God. No one can say a, another human being is not fit. And that's why one of the things that we have to stand against is abortion. It is the modern day same thing that Hitler did. If you go and look at the numbers of abortion, it will, you will be staggered at the millions of children that are aborted every day.
Why? Because, of course, some is just people don't want the children. But the other one is a doctor said. A doctor said. A doctor said that this child is going to be this and this child is going to be this. And people say yes. You know why? Because there are some doctors who are trying to cleanse society. Be careful. In China right now, they, are try they have what we call point system. In China, they are trying to get point system. They have facial recognition in all, everywhere. So if you go to a bad place, your points go down. <laughs> if your points are too low, you can't even take a plane. I'm telling you, this is where the world is going. Because man wants to control man. That's where it's going. And listen, listen, you can say, ah, but our credit system is the same, right? The credit system is the same. That if you have a certain credit, you can't do anything. Who said that? Why? Because they want to control people. It's a form of not letting man become what God created man to be. Praise God. That social worldview should never be your definition of success. It shouldn't be your definition of success. You should never think you're successful because in your community, people who have a million dollars are called successful. No. You know, there are people with a million dollars and they are not successful, quote, quote. They're still looking for more. They're still stealing. And you want the million? That you got a certain car, that you got a certain house, that you got a certain place. That does not define success. Success is defined by something else. The third one is a gold God's worldview. God's worldview. Or a divine worldview. Instead of thinking about natural selection, we need to think about divine selection. Praise God. We are not here because of natural selection. We are here because of divine selection. Are you getting this? We didn't appear. I am not from monkeys. I am from a creator. So instead of talking about natural selection, let's talk about divine selection. God put me on earth. I am not a product of monkey. Praise God. I am not a product of monkeys. Now look at this. God's kind of worldview. What is God's worldview? God's worldview is we are a success. We are a success. God does not look at you hoping for you to be a success. God looks at you knowing you are a success. The world puts a standard for you to reach. God tells you you are the standard. Oh, that's huge. God turns around and tells you you are the standard of success. But the world would like to tell you that if you don't have two suits, a yellow tie, then you're not there. God is saying you're there. Are you saying this? This is why we need to renew our mind to what God calls success. I'm, I'm laying a foundation here. Because many people are, are, listen, are going in circles trying to look for what the world calls success. But the world is, shifts its goalpost every time. Today is blue eyes. Tomorrow is brown, brown eyes. Amen. Today is box face. Tomorrow is oval face. Today is beard. Tomorrow clean it. Praise God. You know I asked my baba, can I grow? <laughs> and I realized through natural selection. <laughs> I don't have beard, right? <laughs> or maybe divine selection. <laughs> Amen. I don't know. It doesn't come. But praise God. <laughs> I'm okay with it. But can you see the way Hollywood, can you see the way TV has, has formed our idea of success? So that we cannot sit at home. Maybe you are in love with a certain lady, but the TV will tell you that kind of a lady or that kind of a man does not give success. Who said? 
It's because the TV, the, 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 the Hollywood is telling you the successful men are these ones. You know, in my country, we used to have Mexican movies. And those Mexican actors, I'm telling you, they are chiseled. Those men. It's as if God created them for their part. They have cornered jaws. <laughs> they have blue eyes. You look at them, you go like, what did I do, God? This one. This one looks like it. <laughs> Praise God. Look handsome. Then you look at yourself and you go like, then all the ladies, they want Alejandro. Alejandro. So they will be praying and they are praying in their, when they are praying to God, the picture of what they are wanting, Alejandro. The way Alejandro treats Maria. <laughs> Maria, my love. So when the, when the lady is coming home, He's expecting the husband to behave like Alejandro. And Alejandro is acting a script. <laughs> I mean, you go and watch Alejandro very well when he's alone. He's not opening doors. <laughs> Praise God. But since Hollywood has told us this is what we want society to be, we are glued in. And we now mess our own houses from a script that we watch. Can you see what society does? It gives you a, a, an idea of success that doesn't make sense. I refuse to think like the society thinks. I refuse to think like what society thinks. Now society will tell you, for you to be successful, you need to have certain amount of money. So what do you do? You, you want to get that money in any way. So whether you're going to con people, steal from people, you, steal, you want to get the money. Why society has told me I need to have this money to be successful. But that is not God's definition of success. God's definition of success is you are successful. And we need to renew our minds to this idea of success. Look at what Philippians 2.5 says. He says this, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. God is telling you, don't, listen, don't have any idea in your mind that is not my idea. It's only God's idea that should continue living in your mind. So let God's idea of success be the pivot of your life. Let it be the thing that is informing your step and not the idea of world success. Colossians 3, 1 to 2. Look at what it says. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Look at 2. It says, set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Set your mind. You know, sometimes when you see these people who go and do lotteries, they have an idea of success in their mind. And you find somebody has been paying lottery for the last 40 years in their life. I mean, seriously. 40 years, they, they, they play lottery. Because they have this idea one day. One day. Wasting 40 years for one day. Oh yeah, go and ask them. It has, it, has become like, it has become like a bondage. When they go to gas up, they have to buy a, a ticket. A ticket. And open this ticket will be the million dollar ticket. The ticket. The ticket. Not looking at the amount of money they've spent for the last 40 years. If they were saving that money. If they put it into work. It could have generated that amount of money. But you know, they've been given an idea. The one of the worst ideas that we also have that is happening in our society today is millennials. Millennials. They want to go on tour, to go to the best hotels, but they don't want to work. It's an idea. They want the good stuff. You know why? Because they saw their friend on Instagram there. Maybe he was on a work trip and he just took 
a selfie. But now they're like, I want to go there. John went there, I want to go there. And they don't have the money, they get into debt because society has said, success is this. Have a new picture every day on Instagram. So even if you can't, you will, you will drive to town to get a good spot, to get that selfie so that you can tell the world you're successful. Most of the things you, I've taught you here, most of the things you see online is highlights, right? Is high, nobody takes selfie of them writing a check or of, the, of their, of, not pay sleep. Nobody takes a, a, a photo of their, the letter of the foreclosure. <laughs> right? Foreclosure, baby. No, no, no one does that. No one does that. No, they don't, they, they don't do that. The bank is about to come and take your house and your car. Nobody takes that photo. They will only take the photo when they are going to buy the car. So blessed to be getting this. It's all highlights. And some of them is not even their car. Praise God. It's your neighbor's car. Now when he's not there, you go like, hey, take fast. <laughs> Don't be fooled by what people say. Don't also be fooled by news. Right? News. News is there to make money. If you didn't know. Praise God. We are objective. We are <laughs> they said, this is so and so, and we are objective. We give you only the facts. You're lying. You are lying. Because there are many things that are happening in the world that are facts that you don't report. They don't get into churches and report people who have been healed. It isn't on a fact that somebody came in on scratches and they got healed. Why are we not seeing it on news? Because it's not newsworthy. Right? It doesn't make money. If the world starts demanding to see miracles, they will change. Because they only report. Because when a dog bites a man, it's not news. It's only when a man bites the dog that is news. Praise God. So they always look for the man who beat the dog. So don't believe the news. And say, no, this is what we found out. We talked to people. Which people? Which people? Are there those people who you try to to say what you wanted to say. You have to realize these are empires that have bills to pay. So they have to go and look for stories. Believe in this news. Praise God. This is the only good news that you should believe in. Let's go here a little bit faster. So what is God's view of success? We are, we are a success living out success. Can you see that? We are not trying to get to a success. We are a success living out our success. I'll break that down. When God is looking at Pastor Marvelous, he knows that Pastor Marvelous is success. God never looks at you and says you're not successful. God looks at you and says you are a success. Look at what Ephesians 2.10 says. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God had prepared beforehand that we should walk in. We are his workmanship. God does not make failures. If we are his workmanship, God does not make failures. Say, I'm not a failure. Say, I'm not a failure. You have to renew your mind to that no matter what is going on around you. Maybe you don't have food to eat today. You're not a failure. Maybe you don't have the things that you need. You're not a failure. God is not defining you by what you don't have. God defines you by your status in him. He said you are successful. You are a success. We live in a world where people have to define what success is and most of the time they're wrong. So we are not 
successful because of what we achieve, we are successful because of who we are. That is the worldview of God. We are not successful because of what we achieve. I'm trying to kill something in you that wants you to achieve something for you to feel successful. When you get that thing, you're just living out your success, who you are. You are not successful because you got a brand new car. If you got a brand new car, you're just living out who you are. Very important. Romans 8, 37 says, Yet in all things we are more than what? Conquerors through him who loved us. You are more, you are more than a conqueror. You are already successful. It's a different way of looking at things. I am not trying to be a good pastor. I am a good pastor. Praise God. This is not a church that is trying to become successful. This is a successful church. That is a successful business. So you begin to live out what successful business and churches do. Are you, are you getting this? It is easier than trying to chase something that you will never get. Because you will be told for you to be a successful mid-sized company, you have to have five employees. Wait until you have five employees and somebody else will come back and say, oh, you needed 10. Right? Then they'll come back and say, oh, you have 10? Good. There's another tier. You need 50. That you, throughout your life, you're chasing something because people keep on shifting the goal, goalposts. It's kind of like the social grades that they have given people. You said you are lower class, you're middle class, you're higher class, or lower middle class, or higher middle class, and then people put them, people define their life through that. So you find some people that since they want to pay less taxes, they can't go to work because they don't want to get <laughs> exceed a certain amount of money per year. Why? Because they want to keep earning the things the government is giving them. Can you see how we close our mind to what governments describe as success? Because I, you know, you know I, if I take another job, you know, I'll lose my social security. There are people who even deny, they say, don't, don't, don't pray for me for healing. Because if I get healed, my disabilities is going. I'm telling you. People have been reduced because of standards that human creates. Let nobody create standards for you. Let no one create standards for you. Let God inform you who you are. And if anybody tells you anything, they are liars. Bible say, let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be true and every man, no matter what degrees he has, let him be a liar. I don't want to be told by anybody what I can and cannot do. Only God should tell me that. I'm telling you. I refuse to be defined by limitations of men who have failed in their own life. And we should refuse to be defined by anybody. We need to get to a point where we say, no. Only what God says. I told them in the morning, let what God says be the, def the defining factor in your life. We are not becoming successful in Christ. We are successful. Praise God. We are not becoming successful. I am successful. So from today when somebody says, how are you doing? Don't say, I'm trying to get there. No, no, no. Say, I am fine. I am blessed. I am blessed because Christians know how to vocalize what the devil is telling them. But they don't vocalize what God is telling them. You see this idea of, you know, trying to be humble and trying to, you know, you know, like, no, you know, it's not me. You know. No, 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 no. Describe what God is saying about you. Amen. How are you? I am marvelous, fearfully made. Yes. That conversation is lacking these days. Why? Because when you say, they say you're proud. You're not proud. You're proud in him. Amen. Praise God. I am blessed. I am blessed. Now, people will start telling you, you know, what do you mean? You're blessed and I can see your coat. 
You know, the seams are off. Tell him, you, know, you need to go and check your eyes. Praise God. You know, you need to go and check your, it's your eyes that are seeing wrong. My coat is okay. Praise God. I remember I told them here that if God says this board, what color is this board? If God says it's black, believe God. Praise God. What color is this board? But if God says it's black, who do you believe? No matter what people will say. Scientists can come and say, listen, you're having a neuro something problem. Tell them you're the one who's having a neuro something problem in your mind. That is black because God says so. I gave an example here of a, a bishop who went to check. He went for blood pressure, high blood pressure scanning. And they put all those things to determine high blood pressure. And the doctor came and, say, came and said, listen, you're very high blood pressure. He turned to the doctor and says, no, I don't have it. The doctor says, but look at this instrument is in your hand. The man said, you touched the instrument, right? He said, it's your pressure. <laughs> Talk about somebody who has renewed their mind to who they are in Christ. You are not receiving anything that God has not told you. You have it. Now, somebody might look like, you know, that, you know, you're being rude. No, no, no. You're being renewed. You're acting renewed. Don't accept anything that God has not told you. No matter what. They will tell you all kinds of things. Accept only what God says. Don't tell me anything apart from what I read in the Bible. Period. Defining success. Look at what 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who gives us victory. So we have what? Victory. Look at 1 John 4, 4. It says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Where are people who where are people who believe this stuff? Where are people who believe this stuff? When they are told, can you do it? You say, yes, I can do it. Why? Because of the person that is inside of me. He's greater than any other person. But we would rather say, you know, we'd rather go with what the world says. I was telling them last week when we were casting vision for our building. And I told them that, listen, when you look at us the way we are, we should not even be talking about a building. Right? But I am talking from where God has put us. God has called us as solution providers. Solution providers don't lack. Praise God. And so we are operating from what God is saying. We are not operating from what people are saying. This is what Jonathan says. God, what God can do with many, he can do with a few. What God can do with many, he can do with what? What God can do with a million dollars, he can do with 10,000. Praise God. But we have to renew our mind to this stuff. We have to become, listen, listen, listen. It will come to a time you will have to be stubborn. A man of faith is a stubborn man. A man of faith is a man that doesn't, uh, you know, he's not afraid of ridicule. I told them here, until people start telling you you're mad, you've not started living in faith. Because if people can figure out your action, there's no faith there yet. Faith is when people start thinking this guy is nuts. Something is not right here. So jump in to what God is doing. Hallelujah. Now let me give you a little explanation here. Of what I mean by you are a success. In Christianity before you start a journey, you have already finished it. <laughs> In Christianity, in this worldview of God, before you start a journey, you have an arrived status. Let me do my thing here. <laughs> Praise God. Oh my God. Look at this. This is God. This is start. This is finish. Right? Then God, this is you over here. And God says, you are overcomer. Right? When God says you are overcomer and you are here, right? What God is talking about is this. 
God is not talking about, <laughs> oh my God, I need you to get this. When God says you are an overcomer, he has seen what you eventually are and he's calling you it. So in Christianity, when God tells you go, you've already reached. This is where we call renewing of mind. Now let me give you an example. When God was telling Abraham, that through your seed I will deliver the world. He knew Jesus. Right? So what means God was talking about an end from the beginning. So now when God gave you that vision. When God dropped that vision inside you. You are the only one who is thinking you need to get there. God is already seeing you there. Oh, I, I wish you get this stuff. I wish you get this stuff. God is already seeing you where he has told you you're supposed to be. Stop trying to get there. Stop trying to get there. Behave there. Does that make sense? Stop trying. Stop trying to be a good pastor. Behave like a good pastor. Stop trying to be a good wife. Right? Behave the way good wives behave. Because you are one, wife or husband or executive or whatever it is. Don't try to say, once I get this, 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 then I'll be good. No, 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 no. When God said you are blessed, now start behaving blessed. This is why the work of God is a work of faith. Why you're, you're behaving what God said you are. Are we getting this? This is why the work of faith, the work of God, Paul said, I have finished. The what? The good fight of faith. I have finished it. Why? Because it was all faith. It was all acting out what God says. Faith is simply acting out what God said. God has said he has called you as a marvelous nation. Act it out. Stop trying to get there and act as if you are there. If you don't understand this concept, walking by faith becomes very hard. The concept of you already there. Look at what Isaiah 40, Isaiah 46, 10 says. Declaring the end from the beginning. Declaring the end from the beginning. So when God is calling you today, he has already made you. So now this, if we understand this stuff, then how do you explain the idea of us walking to that place. It is a walk of obedience. Can you imagine if God already tells you. Look at this. God tells you this is where you are. Let me ask you. Does he know how to get there? If God tells you this is who you are. Does he know how to get there? So on your walk every day should be listening to God. And behaving it. Your walk should be listening to God and behaving it. But you know our problem. God tells us who we are and we cut him off and we begin to figure out how to get there. God tells us this is what I'm putting in you. And then we cut him off. And then we start listening to the news. We cut him off. We start listening to our friends. We cut him off. We start listening to every other thing. And, and, and instead of listening to God who knows how to get there. How many people can go into a jungle where there are wild animals. And you go with your friend who has never been there. And then tell your friend you are my guide. No. If somebody tells you you are about to go to climb a mountain. And somebody tells you you know what. I'm really not sure about this. I've just checked it on Google Maps. You're not my guide. I'm not trying to guess this path with you, right? I need somebody who's been through this path a long time. I need somebody who's been here. And God knows this stuff. Praise God. God knows this stuff. So you need God. So your path to what you call success is an obedience walk. This is why don't, listen, don't try to be successful. Be obedient. Now, now the things that is happening is this. 
then obedience becomes true success. It's not when you get there. When you obey God, you are fully successful. I know this will take some time. Please make sure you listen to this again. Success is not when we get there. Success is that today did I obey God. Because when you obey God's instruction today, you are successful. When you obey God's instruction tomorrow, you are successful. So what we would call success as Christians is obedience. Obedience. You cannot walk in disobedience and say you're successful in God. Because then the thing that he told you, you're not, you're not, you're not living out what he told you. So what is a success, successful marriage? Is a marriage that is in obedience. Are you saying this? Which is the successful business? Is a, is a business that obeys God. Now, when you obey God today, you might not have a fleet of cars. Right? But the fact you've obeyed God, you're successful. So people can come up and say, no, you know, you don't have much vehicles. Then they say you are not successful. No, that's their own definition from their own social worldview. Your definition is, is, did I obey God today? Yes, I'm successful. I have come to that place where I, I am seeking to obey my father. Did I obey him today? It doesn't matter anything that anybody says. I am successful. Because success is truly defined by your obedience. So I say success, therefore, is not reaching a place Success is measured by the level of obedience. We are successful to the level we obey. <laughs> we are successful to the level we obey. We are successful to the level we obey. We are successful to the level. You're not successful to the level you get there. You're successful to the level you obey today. So a life that is not living out success is a life that is walking in disobedience. My brothers and sisters, obey God. Obey God. Will it be hard? Yes, he didn't say it will be easy. But he said it will be possible. <laughs> Praise God. God never said it will be easy. God said it will be possible. So every day strive to obey God. Look at what 1 Samuel 15, 22 says. And Samuel said, look at that. <laughs> and Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices? He just doesn't want you to get to the altar. As in obedience, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than fat all rams. To obey is better. To obey is the true definition of success. To obey is the true definition of success. To obey is the true definition of success. Somebody here, if you're not walking in obedience, you are not living out the person that God has already called you. And my brother and sister, no matter what you're going after, no matter what you're going after, if you don't go after God, you've lost everything. No matter what you're going after, if you're not after Jesus, if you're not after the heart of the Father, you're not after anything because it's all vanity. It's all vanity. It's all vanity. Praise God. So, let's Organize ourselves for obedience. So this is what I have done with my life. I set goals and then I determine the obedience. Does that make sense? I set goals, then I determine how do I obey my way there? Set goals and determine how do you obey your way there? Not how you can fix your path there. 
Obey your way to where God wants you to be. Obey your way to where God wants you to be. Obey your way. Obey your way. Obey your way. Don't try to be smart. Smart people don't make it. Bible says that the journey is not, the race is not for the swift. Smart people are caught pants down. Praise God. You can see it playing all over in the news. You think you're smart? You'll be caught. One day, because the devil always plays a card one day. A card. Don't try to be cunning. Don't try to think that you've come up with the best way. No, 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 there's nothing new under the sun. Just be somebody who obeys God. When we planted the church, there are many, many ways of how to do things. And I told God, I want to do what you told me to do. You, what you told me to do. I don't want to start doing all these kind of things. Tell me what you called me to do. And if I obey God today, authority church is successful. Tomorrow I obey. The next day I obey. And I'm on my way to where God has called me. That, you know what that does? It releases pressure off your shoulder. Because the pressure of people is, I want to get somewhere. I want to do something. I want to be like until you be like and realize the person that was your standard <laughs> is going to jail. <laughs> until you realize that the person that was your standard is going to... Man, I remember. You know, I grew up listening to a lot of R&B. And one of my best was R. Kelly. My God. You, I would sit listening to his songs because he's very talented. He can sing. <laughs> very talented. I mean, that guy, I mean, if you talk about talent, you know, if you're a singer, you can know what that guy does is unusual. And you know, R. Kelly doesn't have a very big range, but he knows how to work within his range. And then he writes very good music. Very, he has, he has melody in him, right? So I don't know, maybe you're not musicians. It's, this is a lot of noise to you. <laughs> Praise God. And I always, until now, the person I used to look at now, I'm looking at him today. <laughs> at the time he was saying, you saved me. He was also doing some things. Right? <laughs> so maybe you, listen, your standard of success, if you knew the truth about them, you would not even go there. You'd even look at them and like, no, then you're not. But just because they have a nice coat, a nice suit, a cologne, and a nice shave, you're like, oh man, this is it. Until they go to jail. Until something is found out about them. No, there is a better person. Jesus Christ. Bible says there was no fault that was found in him. No fault. He can be your standard. And now, it doesn't have to be a standard that is far away. He's inside you. So you have become the standard. Now walk it out. Leave it out. Leave out everything. Praise God.